Welcome to Abiding Podcast. This week, I just wanted to share with you the kind of the process I go through a couple times a year of kind of reassessing, taking stock of what I'm doing in life. Because so the two times a year that I do this is New Year's. Like everyone, the New Year's resolutions come out. I start thinking about what I want to be, what I want to be doing with my next year. I think there are a lot of people, especially like, I think everyone had New Year's resolutions that got thwarted by the whole COVID pandemic, things that they wanted to do, they couldn't do. Um, And so uh, there's the time of New Year's, but there's also every year at my birthday, I take a moment just to stop and go, okay, what do I want to have done by next year? And yeah, so every year I like to sit down and think about like the prophecies I've had over my life, what I felt God has said to me over the years. And so often I find that over the course of a year I get distracted. Um, and I've really kind of enjoyed the fact that with the lockdown, and it's funny to think of enjoying anything during lockdown, but I've enjoyed the kind of, as I've been putting it to friends, the enforced rest that it's brought in, that it has meant that I had to stop. And if you know if you know me, you know that I tend to run at 100 miles an hour doing multiple different things. And it was so, like, it was God's grace that just went, now we're going to stop, and we're going to stop for three whole months of you're not going to be doing any work, nothing related to anything that you want to be doing. And it has been a beautiful time just to really learn it's okay not to be productive. It's okay to not be filling gaps in this season. But it also made me realize that there were certain things that I was neglecting um, because I'd found gaps to fill in, in the world around me, be that with opportunities to be doing stuff in ministry or doing more stuff with work and realizing that the things that I wrote down like a year ago I hadn't done I being perfectly honest I said to myself last year that I would have maybe even like a first draft of a book written by the time I turned 26 but instead what I did is I ended up doing more work so a little backstory is at my birthday last year, I was working at a mortgage broker's doing copying and pasting work, filling out people's mortgage applications. No, was it? Yeah. Maybe that maybe that was two years ago. Yeah, maybe that was two years ago. But in the last two years, I've gone from working at a mortgage broker's to being back at a cafe that I've loved working for before. I worked as an assistant manager for about a year and a half and then the January just gone, I got uh, put into the like operations manager position um, after the previous managers left. And so my life has kind of, in terms of my work life, has always gone up and up and up in terms of responsibility and the amount that I've been doing. Um, but around that, I was also doing a couple bits and pieces ministry-wise. I was ended up on the ended up joining the young adults team at our local church at my local church. I also was stuck into an outreach project that I was working with as well as then last September starting to lead the small group that I'm part of. And so the responsibility and all the gaps that needed filling, the opportunities that arose around me, I took. But it meant that my time was full. Um, I was working 40, 
40, 45 hours a week. Um, and then on top of that, doing stuff for life group or like my small group, doing stuff with this outreach project, doing stuff with the young adults. And it kind of all just piled up to the point where if I wasn't working or wasn't doing anything like church related, I was at home eating and sleeping. Um, so to find time to pursue things like trying to write a book or even trying to get some blog posts together to put online was really tricky. So like so during the lockdown, right at the beginning, I sat down and went, okay, what did I come into lockdown with that I didn't want to take with me afterwards? What were the things that I was doing because I'd been doing them either for a long time or I was doing them because there was a gap that needed filling? And so I decided to drop a couple of my commitments in terms of like church stuff, obviously keep my job, need to pay the bills, um, but really taking a step back and going, where can I make time? Because also the other side of that is is that I was giving out a lot, but I wasn't taking time to really spend a lot of time with Jesus, spending time in the word. I was cramming it in where I could, but it wasn't what it could be. Um, but it was like, I'd missed out on pursuing the things that God had put on my heart, the things that I had prophesied over me multiple times. And so in at the beginning of lockdown, I had to have a couple conversations with various, uh, with these two different commitments I was doing, and I had to reduce what I, what I have been doing because I just didn't have the time. Because also, I, my social life was almost non-existent feeling disconnected from stuff, although I was heavily involved in a lot of things. So it was a real good time to reassess my priorities. And funnily enough, coming into lockdown, I was reading a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And there's probably lots of people that are sick of hearing about this book because I think I've seen it on so many different people's social media feeds. And I couldn't recommend it more highly. It was super impactful, super simply laid out. Um, but it, what it made me realize was my life of always hurrying around, doing everything that I could, filling the gaps, meant that I actually was losing time for connection with Jesus. I was losing the ability to be more like him because Jesus wasn't in a hurry to go anywhere. And John Mark Comer really kind of like pulls that out of like he was willing to be interrupted. And how many times am I so busy that an interruption could throw off an entire day? How many times am I too busy to stop for the one person that wants a quick conversation? If God nudged me to pray for someone, would I take the time or would that interrupt my schedule too much? And one of my one of my favorite moments in the book that was super challenging was reading reading where he, where John Mark Comer talks about how in in very blunt conversations sometimes when he's talking with other believers and they say, oh, I'm just too busy, I'm just too busy, I'm just too busy. And he just turns around to them and goes, I think you might be too busy to be a Christian. And he just really put it so bluntly. It's like, have I, am I making the time? Because we have time, we have 24 hours a day, we have seven days a week, and what we put our time into is kind of shows what we value, where we put our worth. And at its core, if we want to say that we worship Jesus, that we love him, and we're not investing time in him, 
can we really say that we love him if I'm not making the time every day to even talk to him, to even remotely try and have a relationship with the God who came, who died for me, to have a relationship with me. So, I, yeah, I'm just sharing these thoughts mainly because this is around this time of year. This is when I start to reassess, start to rethink. And it is kind of really nicely coincided with this prolonged break that's been brought in. But it, yeah, it just raises the question of priorities of where are the things that I value most? What order do they come in? Are they in the right order? And like, I often, I like the analogy, I think it was in a, um, in a Louis Giglio book I was reading years ago, he talks about like, um, is your altar cluttered? Or is it clear? And there's just one focus. Because so often we can not just have Jesus on the altar, but also our jobs and also our are like um, our hobbies and the things that we love and different people and like people that we might idolize. And it's so easy to not, like to, so easy to forget that there should only be one person on the altar. There's only one person who's really worthy of us dropping everything at any moment for him. So I just want to encourage you guys to find some time to really um, take a step back, um, take stock of the year you've had or the last few months you've had, take stock of what you're doing. Are you giving out more than you're taking in? Are you living a balanced life? Because we don't want, I don't want to burn out in the next like two years, three years because I've been running and running and running and the adrenaline eventually runs out. But what I want is to live a life that is surrendered to Jesus, that is all about what he wants. But so often I get distracted. Like I said, I find a gap. I see something, I see a need somewhere and I fill it, which for seasons, there might be seasons for that. But there's also a season to really pursue the things that he's put on your heart. Because so often we think, great, I have this prophecy for this amazing thing, for this amazing destiny. But we forget that part of that, part of the pursuing of the prophecies that have been spoken over us is to act upon them, to put the work in. It's, um, it is like thinking that, oh, my destiny is to be a world-class weightlifter, but never going to the gym. And in the same way as if God has put something on your heart to be to be kind of, let's say you, he's gone, I want you to pursue music and you just expect one day a record deal to fall on your lap because it's been prophesied. There's a real lack of stewarding what he's given you in a word. He's told you what he's designed you to do. He's told you your purpose. But if there isn't a pursuit of that purpose, it becomes stagnant. It becomes a prophecy left in a jar on a shelf and I've been guilty of that so many times. I've had multiple prophecies for the same things over and over and over again. And I'm yet, I'm even yet to start it. But realizing even now as I'm taking stock of it again is to go, okay, but how can I start pursuing that? How can I start little by little preparing myself for the moment when that comes true? So I just want to encourage you guys, take a moment even if it's 10, 15 minutes of your day, just to really take stock of 
of what you're doing are these things that you want to be doing are these things that bring you life or are they draining and is the balance of those things accurate or are there more things that drain you in your life than give you life so I, yeah I just want to encourage you guys just take a moment to really reassess your priorities where is Jesus on your altar and should there is there anything that needs to be taken off the altar so that Jesus has it all to himself so I just want to actually close by um praying for you guys and I hope yeah I just want to close in this prayer yeah Jesus I just thank you for everyone who listens I just thank you for them. I thank you that you're working in their lives, that your presence is surrounding them, that you love them dearly. You have a purpose for them. And I just pray for divine appointments, dreams, visions of what you really want them to be doing and a real call back into alignment with you at the center, you as the central focus is as with you as the only thing on the altar that they worship. Yes, Jesus, I just thank you, thank you, thank you that you have us, that you have a purpose for us and that you are with us in all of this and are empowering us to go and do the things you've called us to do. Amen. So I thank you guys for listening and I hope this has encouraged you. Till next week.